is that everybody welcome zach back yeah hey everybody it's uh, good to be back it's good to have the soundboard back too it is uh i was telling zach uh and i'm sure some of you um uh we've actually had a lot of people want to know where you are zach um, hey, well thank you and, guys and, and so anyway zach is here he's in texas uh mm-hmm. what do you think man what do you think about texas it's definitely, uh, there's a lot more to it than South Carolina, that's for sure. It's, 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 <laughs> it's pretty, a lot bigger. It's pretty massive. Uh, a the little I, overwhelmed last the, night, but the, it, it was I, fun. The ironic thing of it all is Zach finally gets here. We're filming uh, today, and he literally gets here yesterday. You will have been here for a full, not even a full 24 hours, and I go back to South Carolina yep. uh, because it's Mother's Day weekend, et cetera. <laughs> and, then I, and then I come back again uh, on Monday. And so we, it is this weird thing. But Zach brought the entire, well, not the entire, but I brought but about half of it, about half of the studio with him. And so we finally got uh, all the equipment. And I'm sure that you guys are tired of only hearing me speak. Um I was they tell- missed me, I'm sure. They did. I'm telling you, a lot of people were like, uh, when is that going to get here? Because it does change the dynamic of the show a yeah. bit. Um, hopefully, I haven't bored you guys too much, but there is something about... Um, we have a huge spike in listeners today. Oh, yeah. That that would stroke his ego a lot, too, <laughs> as if the, if the listeners spike. Uh, but either way, do it. Uh, but no, it changes having somebody else here. Uh, definitely just changes the energy up it, it, and you know i tell everybody it's it's hard to get on the microphone and you're in here by yourself and you got to talk for 45 minutes to an hour straight and you're literally just in here staring at a wall by yourself it, it actually is I mean, it's a pretty white wall it isn't it's it's you know it's a nice white wall but but it i'm just saying it's more <laughs> difficult than people think than oh, yeah. it is uh, and especially make it to where you guys don't revolt and turn the episode off uh, just midway through it. Man, I got bored listening to him having to edit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, man. you going to get fired. <laughs> Either way. All right. Moving on. Okay. So, obviously, everything is going insane still. Even more so with uh, the Supreme Court's uh, leaked opinion decision about Roe versus Wade. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about that a lot. Um, The actual official ruling, as much as I would love for it to happen now, will not happen until around June or July. That's just the way it works. That's how it happens. Um, So it's only going to get worse and more intense. So today we're going to talk about even more freakouts, uh, and apparently COVID's back again. And we're going to talk about oh, just you come on TV or something. Some random thing. No, no, no. I got I got some stuff for you. Um, and then we've just got some, you know, the the degradation of our society. Um, the economy is in the crapper as usual. Mm-hmm. And then is the Republican Party officially becoming the MAGA Party? Um, it's starting to look that way with the results. Uh, from 22 federal races um, and how they turned out w- for Trump-endorsed candidates. And so we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, but before we do that, got to get into a sponsor. All right, you know what you need this summer? You don't need a new swimsuit. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of you I'll do. I'll probably get a new one. 
Uh, dude, I've been in the super flamingo suits lately. Like, like the I get the flower like ones. Like the 80s. You know, either way, you don't need new swimsuits. You need new burgers. I'm talking about American Wagyu burgers from Good Ranchers. The best Ooh. burgers you will ever try. You, with this new offer, can get two pounds of your new favorite burgers for free you ever seen you ever seen that movie no okay with my code graham g-r-a-h-a-m however you have a problem i have a problem we all have a problem and it's a meat problem the problem is 85 percent of grass-fed beef in stores and online is imported from overseas australia china you're eating china burgers Don't pay a premium for low-quality foreign meat. Good Rancher sells 100% American meat and delivers it to your door for a great price. Good Ranchers helps solve your meat problem. All you have to do is go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham right now and use the code Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, and you get two pounds of free American Wagyu beef and free shipping with your order of amazing meats from Good Rangers. Steaks, chicken, whatever you want. Now is the time to do it. Summer is just around the corner. So why not do it American style? Go to GoodRangers.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham right now to get your steaks, burgers, and two free pounds of American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping today. Okay. All right. So uh, everybody knows, well, probably not everybody, but because, you know, who would watch this besides me and uh, the the terror that I subject myself to in my eyes and my brain every single day, uh, keeping up with the White House Correspondents Dinner. Um, and so that happened last week. There was a couple of things where uh, Trevor Noah was making jokes. <laughs> um and basically saying, uh, you know, I, I will say he said something along the lines of, I will say everything has uh, increased since you've become president, Mr. President. You know, he's roasting Joe Biden. He's like, gas has gone up. Uh, inflation's gone up. All this other stuff. And then at the very end, he makes a joke where they just laugh about the 13 uh, service members that died in the debacle of Afghanistan. He said, uh, good night, everybody. Be safe getting out. As we all know, this administration is not very good with evacuations or something like that. So as a comedian, as a person who uses humor myself, I get what he was saying there. And my first initial reaction was, oh, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, that's pretty good one. But then it really hit me because like many Americans, initially you you move on and you forget about things. And, and, but then you realize, Holy crap. I mean, that wasn't even a year ago. And we lost that. We know of 13 service members. Lord only knows how many American citizens we've Mm -hmm. lost that are still in Afghanistan today. And Biden is just sitting there just laughing about it, just clapping and laughing and everything. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And, um, anyway that's who these elites are they think that they're better than us they think they're better than you um and and they just whatever literally seven months later they're making jokes about arguably the worst withdrawal from a war in american history and anyway all right moving on the big issue was 
uh, these people, Pete Buttigieg came on there, and I know I played this. Pete Buttigieg comes on there, and uh, Brett Bauer interviews him and says, so you're not required to wear a mask at this White House Correspondents' Dinner, da-da-da-da-da, um, but you guys are pushing for people to wear a mask on a plane. If you guys remember that episode in the yeah. clip, Pete Buttigieg's Peach, Petey, <laughs> Petey Buttigieg, uh, Pete Buttigieg says, uh, well, I think, <laughs> I think we all know the difference between uh, an open hotel room, ballroom uh, versus an airplane, right? Here's all I know. A lot of people have been flying. A lot of people have been, you know, going through the airways ever since they removed the mask mandates, right? Haven't heard of these huge COVID outbreaks. However, uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner uh, <laughs> is now reporting reports, reporters, and staffers from CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, Politico, and other news organizations test positive for COVID-19 after White House Correspondents' Dinner. Exact number unknown. Of course it's unknown. Why would it be known? Why would it? Uh, I also saw today that Jimmy Kimmel tests positive. Uh, this comes on the heels of Kamala Harris testing positive, but then she's fine and all this other kind of stuff. Look, guys, are we finally at the point where we can be like, I don't care anymore? Like, oh, I got COVID. I don't care. Uh, I'll I'll see Ooh, you. you. I'll see you. Sniffles. I'll see you in a week. You know what I mean? Again, I got the sniffles right now. I've had them. Pretty much every morning that I've done this show, I've been stuffed up for the past two two weeks. I'm not dead. I'm fine. At what point, my entire life growing up, oh, so-and-so's got the flu. Oh, that sucks. All right, well, I'll see him later. You know? Like, that's just the way it was. Like, yeah. no, nobody cares. Like, <laughs> like is, it, is it insensitive to finally be at the point where it's like, I do not care that you have COVID. It'd be different if COVID was actually, you know, a disease that could ultimately kill you. But right now, since it's so weak and it's just sniffles, like, yeah, I don't care. I, I, yeah, exactly. Shut up. It's not this huge. Nobody cares like, that you have a man cold. Be quiet. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and it is. It's true. Men don't handle being sick very well. That's that's babies about that, it. I am 100% a baby about it. I don't like it, um, but I don't care. But it's just interesting to me the timing of all of this, because these reports are coming out the day after the results of 22 federal races in the primary elections as well. So, again, <laughs> some people call it being black pilled. I'm not like totally black pilled from my federal campaign, but at the same time, I believe less and less and less that these things are coincidences all in the same yeah. time. Uh, and we'll get into the races at the end of this episode, but I think they think I think they know they're going to get their butt kicked and they're trying to figure out any way they can. And what better way than a, a COVID breakout in the middle of all this stuff to happen? Yeah. Right. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. So what's going on in our schools? You might ask, all right, this is Connecticut state policy. All right. Yes, I know Connecticut. Yes, I got it. But it's worth talking about. Okay, here we go. This is a legislation. You can go to portal.ct.gov to see this for yourself. Uh, it is number six, and it says, do transgender students need to provide documentation of their gender, gender identity? 
And, you know, without a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo to talk to you about, it says any student can change their gender identity without notice from a parent. No proof, documentation, or consistency of new gender identity is required as students sometimes change their genders from one day to the next. I think it's stupid. I really do. It's only two genders. Trying to even figure out how to phrase what I'm going to say without sounding like an idiot because it's difficult. Um, Even if I come to the thing that there are people that believe that they can be whatever gender they want to be. Okay. Even if you wore me down and finally like, all right, fine. Okay. You can be whatever gender you want to be. Now you want to tell me that you don't need any documentation, any proof, any driver's license, any birth certificates, any identification of any kind, because you have the ability to be a different gender for every day of the week, no matter what it is, just how you feel at any moment. Come on, guys. Like, at what point, at what point do sane, rational people take over at all in any way? Am I crazy? No, I mean, like, it's, it's stupid. Especially kids, like they think they're Batman one day, Spider Man the next day. Like, well, well, that yes, that's that's a different discuss. That that's the grooming of the kids because the only people that truly believe this nonsense, and this is why you see these transgender people trying to get approval from children, because sane adults like yeah. myself are having conversations just like this. It's like, all right, you know, I, I hear what you but say. But the Connecticut school board, they were saying like the kids could just change it from day to day, right? Correct. Yeah. And they do not need their parents yeah. permission to do this stuff. So again, there is two active efforts going on right now. Kids that are under the age of like 14 from three to 14 are being groomed by teachers who need uh, acceptance for their own insecurities of who they are. And they're mm-hmm. going for the, the, the group of people that believe in fantasies, right? Children, children can't derive truly between what's fantasy and what's not. Again, if your kids listening, pause this right now and, or walk away three, two, one. Okay. You gone. All right. Perfect. Santa Claus. Is not real? K- kids, kids don't know that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like kids legitimately believe that and at this point adults probably believe it that one no they think they are santa claus yeah yeah kids literally believe that a big fat man that lives at the north pole with a bunch of elves flies around the entire world in one night which is like 11 hours uh, and 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 goes in every single home and look it's great i love santa i think it's awesome i love christmas like i'm all about it uh, as long as my kids want to believe in Santa, which I've only got one left, uh, but but as long as they want to believe in Santa, I'm I'm for it. I think it's awesome. I don't consider it. You know, some people are like, oh, you're lying to your children. No, I let them have magic and just wonder in their lives for a little longer, right before yeah. the real world punches them straight in the neck. Anyway, the, the kids believe in those things. A sound adult would be like, there's, well, I would hope today's day and age, you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of people who do believe in Santa uh, that are like 35 years old. Either way, the point is 
an adult will listen to you and be like, oh, that's a great, you know, children's story. <laughs> you, you know, uh, that would make a great book one day, you know, uh, you know, uh, a Harry Potter novel, you know. But children believe this stuff. So they go for acceptance from the children because the children take it on as true. Yeah. Children have nothing else to base it against. And then those children grow up into what we're seeing now as younger adults, teenagers, et cetera, that believe that they can change their genders whenever they want. And then the second front that's going on is the government. The states are trying to remove the absolute authority that is the parent over their children outside of abuse, sexual abuse, or things like that, that would rightfully remove your ability to be the parent, et cetera, et cetera. It used to be, unless you were beating your kids, unless you were sexually assaulting your kids, or unless you were doing something illegal like drug use, felonies, et cetera, which rightfully so, you should lose your parental rights in those regards. But other than that, the parents were the boss about everything. As long as a parent was doing what a parent was supposed to do, uh, that was it. (laughs) You know, the parent is the boss. If you're in the school system, yeah, you may get your check from the school, but you work for the parents. Parents yeah. pay every every year. Every year, I get a property tax bill on my house, and guess what's included in there? A school tax. All the money that goes into the schools and everything come from the tax-paying parents. So the parents are, in fact, de facto your boss. Yeah. Private school, even more so, <laughs> because the only money you get is from the parents. The parents are your boss craziness i just I, I can't i can't get over it but but that's the education system and that's what's going on in connecticut as we speak and a lot of people in the southern states and well what does that have, what does that have to do with us well those people are going to grow up a lot of these people are wanting to become educators and then they're moving down south into the southern states and yes, infiltrating our school systems. Well, here. They're teaching it like these kids are our future leaders one day. And if yeah. we're teaching them that they can be whatever they want to be, they get to fantasize as a kid their entire life. They don't understand the real world. Those are going to be our leaders one day. And that's not going to be good for America. True. And I'm all about creativity and imagination. Some of the best books, some of the best movies, all that stuff have been made from people's imaginations. And, but that's and it. It's imagination. Exactly. Wes Craven. You know, I'm a horror movie fan. Wes Craven is one of the greatest horror directors of all time. Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, all these things, right? But Wes Craven doesn't really believe that Freddy Krueger exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Wes Craven knew, uh, you know, re- rest his soul. You know, he's not here anymore. But re- Wes Craven knew is like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a great story. But it's not real, right? And so that's why I always talk to people that like, oh, I can't watch horror movies and stuff. Because in my mind, I'm like, but it's a movie. Like, you know, you know, it's not real, right? That chick that just got murdered right there. Here she is doing an interview right now. Like she is in (laughs) fact alive. It's not real. And and I've never understood people who can't even like they... (laughs) Like they, they they can't even put it separate. Oh, there's just so much blood and gore. Yeah, it's corn syrup. Like it's not it's not real. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like you do you do understand that it's not a real body part, right? And anyway, but that's that's the world we live in. All right, we got a lot more to talk about. Before we do that, got to get into a sponsor. Well, 
It's finally happened. The Fed is realizing the dire straits of our economy is in thanks to our loose monetary policies. Turns out Joe Biden has no idea what he is doing. Apparently, you can't just spend trillions of dollars every year with no repercussions. Now, to play catch up, the Fed has been raising rates and plans to seven times this year. You're already starting to see the ripple effects in the housing market as people's buying power diminishes. Have you considered what could happen in the stock market if our economy stalls out? Don't wait till this happens, people. Listen to me right now. Take some of your profits from your stock market now and solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. All you got to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, that's it. All you have to do is text the word Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 and secure the gains you've made while you can. Join the thousands of happy Birch Gold customers with countless five-star ratings and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I trust the professionals at Birch Gold. Biden's running our economy into the crapper. It's time to protect what is yours and protect your family with no obligation. Text Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 now. All right, how's the economy doing? Well, Newsmax is reporting that U.S. private payrolls increased less than expected in April. Why? Uh, Likely, the uh, growth was restrained by, any guesses? By persistent worker shortages. That's right. People still don't want to go to work. And seriously, I want you to think about this for five seconds. Think about restaurants you're going into right now. Think about fast food places that you're going into right now. Honestly, think about it. I know that a lot of us go through our lives and you go through the drive-thrus and you don't pay much attention because, you know, we're all busy. We all get caught up in our own stuff. How many people are actually in there working? No, I know, Okay, so actually the other day I was at a Popeye's and it was taking forever. I think I was in line for 25 minutes. And I went up to the window, I noticed... I only saw three people. Yeah, three people. Three people in there working. You got somebody working the front register, one the person. window, and one person cooking in no, the that, back. That's exactly it. And I was like, oh, so this is why they're slow. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's that's everywhere. Uh, the barbecue place we went to last night, there was like two dudes working the, you know, here in Texas, they, they grill it openly in front of you and whatnot. It was nice. There's two dudes working that. And then there was one person at the checkout. Well, there's a girl at the fried okra. (laughs) There was a girl at the fried okra place. But still, my point is you got a line out the door. The line was huge. And you've really only got, like, you got two people that are grilling uh, and, and, you know, smoking all these ribs and stuff. Uh, And then you got three people total, one working a cash register and all this stuff. I mean, really, really, really think about these things. How many people are working right even like in super nice gas stations like qt is a big thing in Mm. um south carolina it also is pretty big big here here. in texas but you know it used to be they'd have five or six people running around in a qt two maybe nobody can go to work i've got a trucking company we can't find drivers to save our lives like 
Like we've got so much work that needs to be done on that end going back and forth. Oh, by the way, if your husband is a CDL driver and wants to come work, uh, send me a message at Graham at dear America media.com anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but I'm serious. Like you can't find anybody that wants to work yeah. because they can just pull. There's a lot of people that can put, uh, sorry to do this to you. Uh, I won't say your name, Alyssa's oldest sister. Um, but you know, they have worked in the restaurant business their entire lives. And when COVID, you know, they lived in Oregon and now they're moving out of that just pit hole of the devil. Anyway, um, but they were making more money off of PPP and government unemployment than they were working in the restaurant business. And they're like, why would we go back to work? <laughs> you know, I mean, like we're, ma- crazy. we're making more money now. And, you know, a year or so ago, we actually broke it down. That two unemployed spouses, if you did it the right way, your income for the house could be about like just like $87,000 and do absolutely nothing. Literally, you would sleep, you would wake up. Watch Netflix. And yeah, (laughs) and and you could make 87 grand a year. And, And we wonder why the economy's in the crapper, man. And we wonder all this stuff. Um, I also want to point out another thing, uh, you know, this student loan forgiveness stuff, uh, really irks me in a lot of ways. And, and I'm going to tell you, I really was, I was listening to Gary V the other day. Now he's one of the most vulgar men on the planet, oh, but for sure, but he's I got did, some good stuff to say though, but I do really like his mindset of thinking on a lot of things. And somebody asked him the other day, they're like, so you think, and I'm, I can only imagine that they were talking about student loans and it led into this, but they cut out that part because he tries not to, you know, touch on super, you know, political topics, but they had to have been talking about it. And they said, so you find, you know, college and most of high school to be dumb. And he's like, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's total waste of time. You know, and everybody's like, oh, right. And he goes, well, you know, can you explain it? He goes, three points. Uh, He said, unless you're going to be, you know, if, unless you're going to have a scalpel in your hand for your life. Yeah. Or, you know, you're going to draw di- architectural diagrams of stuff and or you're going to be representing criminals in defense court. There's really no point for you to go to college. And 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 he said, here's here's the reason why. Number one, high school and college accounts for like three percent of your total life. Really? All right. Uh, nine and then ninety-seven percent of the time you're there, it's just the babysitter, and you're not even learning a lot of stuff. The majority of stuff you learn is you're never going to use. Two, this is what he said. All right, two, he said all of the D.I.C.K. heads in college fail in real life. All the people that are super popular in high school to have all these friends and sorority fraternity brothers and sisters uh, in college, they fail in real life. Because mommy and daddy have money and all this stuff, and then they get it out in the real world, and they fail. And in three, in the real world, brains get you absolutely nothing. Yeah. Work ethic, drive, and determination is what makes you successful in the real world, not how smart you are. And the problem is, most smart people think that they can get by with their smarts and they don't have to work for it. And it is the exact opposite. Uh, you actually learn more 
from trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing until bam, something finally works. Yeah. That is the way of the world. And entrepreneurs actually make the world turn and make the world roll around. Um, as much as I disagree with their political views, et cetera, uh, look at Jeff Bezos. How many freaking jobs has Amazon created? A, a few. Look at Walmart. How many jobs has Walmart created? You know, yeah. Tesla, Elon Musk, all these people, right? Like people, people want to, I, that's why I'm not on the hop on the billionaire, like attack the billionaire train. Because if you attack the billionaire, you're going to affect how many jobs does Amazon have? Let me look at this. And you're going to affect thousands of I people. Feel like, I, mean, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I've looked at this before. Uh, how many? They're the ones that create the good paying jobs. Does Amazon employ? Uh, <laughs> Amazon's in Amazon. Okay. So again, take away your emotional things, what you think about Jeff Bezos. Just, just, I mean, we're talking pure economics here. Okay. Yeah. Amazon in the U.S. alone employs 1.1 million people. I mean, that's a few people. 1.1 million people. That would be like the entire upstate of South Carolina working strictly for Amazon. Globally, another 1.6 million. What, another 1.6? Yes. So they have well, hold over, on, let me that's 2.7 million Globally, people. oh, sorry. Globally, it tops to 1.6 oh, million. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry, still, sorry, sorry. that's sorry. pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Most people will never make a million dollars. And Amazon <laughs> employs globally 1.6 million people. They have more people working for them than some countries have population. Yes, that's what I, the, the population of Mississippi is where I'm from originally is 2.9 million. Okay, so think about that. He employs 70% of a state. <laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean, I'm just, I'm, I, look, again, you can say whatever you want to say, man. But, but, but this issue that we have with government dependency on funding is affecting more than you will ever realize right now. And I've said it once, I've said it again. We may be seeing the beginnings of it, but what we're seeing right now is not the true effect and the true hurt that will happen from all this crap. Uh, our children are the ones that are going to be dealing with it. Uh, I, I had a conversation with a real estate person the other day because, you know, we're looking at buying some more real estate. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm holding right now. I'm not going to buy anything with the inflation up like it is. And they said, well, you know, we're starting to believe that it's not going to go down and this is just going to be the new normal. Uh, houses that used to cost 600 are going to cost a million now. And, mm -hmm. you know, and your money buys you less stuff because things are more expensive. It's not like this hasn't happened before. Back in the 50s, a brand new car would cost you like $5,000. And now you could get the most basic Ford Taurus or Ford Prius or whatever it is, and you're still going to pay twenty five grand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, for the most basic, and you're still rolling down the window. <laughs> Did you know they still make cars that do that? Yeah, they do. There's still cars that you got to manually roll that window down. And uh, my point is, maybe they're right. You know, what, what happens if 10 years ago, $2 million bought you like a mansion in some places, but now $900,000 buys you a three bedroom, 
1800 square foot house. I mean, it's crazy to think about, but, but that's, but we're only seeing, we are only seeing the beginnings of these issues. Yeah. And you know, until we start stepping up for, Oh, brought, brought me back to student loans. Forgot what I was talking about. Geez, Zach, you're letting me get off I'm on a sorry. tangent. I'm sorry. Elon Musk said this best. He goes, it is. And this is very true. I have had, and this is not a tout my own horn. This is to, to tell you guys realities of situations. Mm-hmm. I have had multiple multi-million dollar companies now multiples i still cannot get approved for a business loan because i have late payments on my credit history from the past seven years yeah okay i've talked about this all the time people that create businesses that didn't have money before they started they all their credit gets shot the first three years because they have to float payments to keep people on the payrolls to make things go until the business starts making money. But these business loans to help expand the businesses, grow the businesses, et cetera, they, they don't look at your business growth. They look at the person the first time. Now, yeah. after you get a business loan from that point, then you have business credit. Then they look at your business credit, right? I have actually, actually achieved and done this multiple times with multiple businesses and I cannot get a business loan for growth or expansion to save my life. Everything we've ever done has been from revenue generated money. Okay. Yeah. No help, no nothing, no, no, no loan, no nothing. It's all been from just nose to the grindstone, get the money because we're getting no help from nowhere else. However, an 18-year-old with no experience of any kind, mm-hmm. no credit of any kind, can go and get $100,000 a year worth of student loans when their school only costs like $20,000 a year. And all they got to do is fill out an application, and it's almost instant yeah. that they get it. And then the way school works is all the financial aid goes to the school, and then whatever's left gets sent back, not back to the the FAFSA or whatever. No, it gets sent to the student. Yep. And so them students are 18 years old rocking around with 80 grand in their pocket for free. And then they do that every single year. And then by year two and a half, they change their major and they do it again and all this other and kind of stuff. they go for masters. And- it is easier for an 18-year-old child to get hundreds of thousands of dollars of federal money than it is for a person to get even a minuscule, and and I know some of you are probably thinking minuscule in the business world. This is minuscule, a minuscule ten thousand dollar business loan to start a business to create jobs for people. It is absolute insanity, and it is our country is so jacked up in those ways. That you have people that are experienced, they have achieved, they have track records of growth, et cetera, but because they missed a truck payment four years ago before everything took off, nope, can't, can't approve it at this time because of uh, personal credit history. What? <laughs> we, <laughs> we funnel millions of dollars 
through these bank accounts every year. What do you mean you can't give me a $100,000 line of credit? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, like, I mean, it is insane, but you'll give a hundred grand to an 18 year old yeah. that wants a fine arts degree. And we wonder why we're in this situation. I mean, I'm not trying to downgrade what people want to go to college for. I mean, I'm just trying to put practical sense into the way that, that you guys understand this. And the truth is it's so hard because unless you are an entrepreneur, unless you own businesses, you will never really get it. Yeah. And there's so few entrepreneurs. There's so few people. You will, you will, you'll just, you'll never get it. And anyway, that's how I feel about the student loan stuff. Uh, but we've got to move on to these crazy people about abortion. So everybody knows that this fight for the for the unborn is only going to get worse. So I thought that I would just update you on some things that people are saying. All right. So again, this is just the fun game of let's click on what's being said at Twitter today. All right. So uh, this is the ACLU. I know. <laughs> Great place to start uh, with a response to uh, Politico's initial release of the Supreme Court. Uh, voting to strike down Roe v. Wade in an opinion leaked article. This is what the ACLU says. If the Supreme Court does indeed issue a majority opinion along with the lines of the leaked draft authored by Justice Alito, the shift in the tectonic plates of abortion rights will be as significant as any opinion the court has ever issued. This opinion would deprive half the nation of a fundamental constitutional right that has been enjoyed by millions for over 50 years enjoyed that's, what that's a weird word who enjoys killing babies see listen very closely to how they word these things because it is very important what they say um the breach in protocol at the court pales in comparison to the breach in constitutional freedoms that the court is charged with upholding however the decision ultimately comes down that ACLU will never stop fighting for the right to choose when and if to have a child. <gasps> so are you admitting that it's actually a child? Did, mm -hmm. Is that, is that, is that what I just read? I, I, maybe I pick up things that other people don't, yeah. but there it is right there to have a child. So you admit that it is, in fact, a child, because the biggest argument that these pro-choice people have is, oh, well, it's not really a person. Well, they just said it's a child and the child's a person. And then there was another lady on TV yesterday that said that, uh, you know, these lower income women will be forced to continue their pregnancies that will turn into a child. That's what they said live on TV. And everybody's just like. So, so you admit you, you admit it's a child. Like, yeah. like what, what are we talking about? And constitutional, uh, hold on. Uh, let's see a constitutional right that has been enjoyed by millions. Again, horrible use of wording there, but I believe intentional. Um, again, I've that said this over and over and over again. Yes. Americans have constitutional rights to do with their own body, what they want. However, the moment a woman becomes pregnant, it is no longer her body. 
Don't believe me? Draw their blood. They got two sets of DNA chromosomes and everything inside of them at that point. Yeah. It is very apparent that there is a complete and total body, a complete and total separate body inside of the woman. And my argument has always been that baby has just as much. It's not that women have less constitutional rights. It's that the baby has the same constitutional rights. So you can't cancel the other one out. It just because the baby is little and the baby can't talk right now doesn't mean they have any less rights. And anyway, all right, let's read what more crazy people say. <clears throat> oh, I love this one. As a woman of faith, I believe in the dignity and worth of every person. However, <laughs> uh, that's why I will always defend a woman's right to choose her own destiny. But it's not her destiny. It's look, babies. Look, I'm going to be honest, and you can clip this, Media Matters. You, you, you can do whatever you want. I'm saying it right now, and I will go in every church in the nation, and I will say this. You cannot be a Christian and be pro-choice. I'm sorry, you can't. You especially cannot be a pastor and be pro-choice. Mm-hmm. It, it, they, they do not work together. That's like saying red is blue, blue is red. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Up is down, down is up. No, it's not. Up is up, down is down. You cannot, let me say this again, you cannot be a self-proclaimed Christian that believes in the Bible and the words the Bible say are true and also be pro-murdering children. Was that clear enough? Do you guys understand what I said? You cannot believe in the Bible. You cannot claim to believe in the love of Jesus that God knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb. You cannot proclaim to be a Christian and at the same time be pro-murdering unborn babies. It is not true. And you need to go back and read it again because it is not, it's not real. That's not real. Those are not real things. And I would love to hear your responses, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. But I also don't care. Because I know what the Bible says. I know mm-hmm. what my Christian faith says. And Catholics, I'm super surprised at Catholics. Now, I don't agree with Catholicism, but Catholics are like super strict on abortion. How Joe Biden has not been excommunicated by the church, by the Catholic church is beyond me. But either way, again, I say there is no such thing as a pro choice. Christian. There is no such thing as a pro-choice pastor. There is no such thing. Now, there are people that have known the Lord that are now living in abundant sin because they believe in pro-choice. The same thing as you can read your Bible. I heard this uh, on a sermon just yesterday. I showed it to you. Yeah. You can read your Bible. You can love the Lord, and then four hours later, you're at some chick's house having sex with her the same day. So you know what the Bible says, but you're still not doing what you're supposed to do. Okay, we can get into the semantics of it all we want. 
What I'm saying is when people make bold statements of faith like that, as a woman of faith, that, that is a bold statement that you are doing the best you can to live in the way that Jesus wants us to live. And then in the same sentence, you say you are pro-murdering babies. That does not work. It does not exist. And it is not real. And I will never, ever, ever change my mind about that. Um, okay, let's see what else crazy people are saying here. Um, oh, this is interesting. All right, and I'm super, in, I'm super excited to share this with you. Okay, so the Washington Times has now put out a poll saying, uh, this is what it says. Poll, majority of voters want Supreme Court to protect abortion rights. So let's open the poll, right? I've, right? I've read a lot of polls in my life on this thing here. All right, so let's go down it here. Let's say... Let's read what it says. Uh, all right. 57% of respondents said they want the Supreme Court to support abortion rights. 28% hope it opposes them. 15% don't know or have an opinion. Abortion should be legal in most or all cases. 56% said with 25% saying all, 31% saying most. About 11% said abortion should be illegal in all cases, 9%. So the point of this article is to say that the majority of Americans want abortion. Where were they polled? So what have I always told you to look for in the polls? Do you remember? You go down to the bottom and you see like how many people were in the poll and where it was at. Yes, yes. That is the number one thing to always do in a poll. And what you'll find is when you scroll to the bottom, it'll be like, we polled 300 people. From Los Angeles. Well, well, well they don't tell <laughs> oh, okay. you where it's from, but they're like, out of 300 people, uh, you know, <laughs> this is what it is. There's no, there's nothing in this article. There's no age group. They always have. There's no, the if it's men versus women, there's no how many people were polled in this. There's nothing. I have never ever and 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 the reason i brought this up to you guys is i want you to know how weird this is i have never read a poll that they do not put the information of the control group with the percentage plus or minus of error attached to it it's a little fishy that makes it not a real poll this is a fake propaganda article from the washington times that is shared by Politico and all this other stuff to try to make Americans believe that the majority of Americans don't want this. And the Supreme Court is going against the will of the American people. Da, 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 da. Where are the numbers? Where are the actual stats at the bottom? How many people were polled? What were the age demographics? What were the genders of these people? Um, what, is the de- what is the degree plus or minus for error in this poll? Where is the, the, it's not here. There is nothing, literally, there it is. This is the final thing. At the very end, it says a final ruling is expected in June or July. The court has launched an investigation into who uh, the leak actually came from. That's the end. And And then it goes into ads. I have never in seven years of researching polls, doing the show, et cetera, I have never seen a poll. That does not have that information. Every time we've always talked about a poll, it's always had the number because we always talk about the number. That should set off every alarm that you have in your body. Because that's not a poll. 
that's an opinion piece that somebody's making up at that yeah. point, or they polled, you know, a bunch of people in the Washington Times <laughs> or hey, in the Washington hey, Examiner. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. That's not a poll. And then last but not least, here is some of the crazy people. So this woman put a gif of Wonder, Wonder Woman hitting her, you know, bands together. Uh, and it says, uh, you take away our rights to abortion. I promise you this. We're coming for your guns, your tax-free churches, and your Viagra. You didn't just poke the bear. You poked every woke woman, every interracial couple, every LGBTQIA plus member. <laughs> we will not back down. We will double down. Why do interracial win. couples keep getting brought into this? I don't understand. Like, I, really I, I, I don't know that. where that has come from. I, I have looked. <laughs> I have really tried to see if somebody said something like, next, we're going to ban interracial marriages. I never, I have not heard of a single thing. And I will say this as well. I have a lot of friends who are interracial couples. Most of them are black men married to white women. Okay. I have a lot of friends that are that way. They tell me every day, obviously, this is something that I have no personal experience over. This is just me, you know, after having conversations with them. They tell me the most vitriol reactions, the most hatred, the most racism they receive is from the black community. Really? Yes, absolutely. If you are from the African-American community and you know what I'm talking about, again, send me an email, graham at dearamericanmedia.com. They tell me. All the white people are cool with it. <laughs> All the white people are fine. It's what, you know, how can you define what love is between a man and a woman? Like color should have nothing to do yeah. with it. Um, the people who have a problem with it are the black community. And, 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 and I've heard the most horrific stories. Literally, I, um, my business partner, Jason and his wife, Elizabeth, you know, they live in Chicago which is supposed to be like super progressive, super left-leaning Democrat or whatever. Yeah. They're out eating dinner at this restaurant and, and it's a restaurant in Chicago and they're sitting at the window where the, the streets like right next to him, right? Like down, downtown Chicago. He said he's sitting there. His wife is white. He's black, obviously. And a group of black women see it and they start beating on the window. And basically just calling him a traitor and an Uncle Tom and, you know, why would you waste it on a white woman and blah, 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 blah. He said the only people who have ever said a word, he said, now, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's some white people that might not particularly like it because, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. He said, but I have never had white people come in any regard, say, he said not even a double take, you know, just, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. This is your wife. Awesome. <laughs> you know, hey, I mean, you're married to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're married to a woman. Thank God. <laughs> like, can we just, can we just reestablish these, these basic things? All I'm saying is I don't know where this interracial couple thing came from because of all the things. And I, I realized that this once was an issue and maybe they're equating it back to segregation and all this other kind of stuff. But if segregation comes back, I'm telling you right now, it's not the Republicans that are doing it. Mm -hmm. Just like it wasn't the Republicans back when it was here. Same people, 
different mottos. All right, moving on real quick before we end this out. Is the Republican Party turning into the MAGA Party? Well, if the results from the uh, primaries of 22 federal races uh, just yesterday show anything, the answer is a resounding yes. 22 and 0 for Trump-endorsed candidates. Absolutely astounding numbers. I mean, there's, there's, there is simply no way. There's simply no other way else to say it. I mean, no more so than JD Vance in running for Senate in Ohio. Now, again, I've kind of held my tongue on JD Vance. JD Vance was a very outspoken anti-Trump person back in 2016. But the Christian side of me knows that people can change. I do. Yeah. I believe people can change. I don't like this going to people's past and using that as of who they are now. I don't like it because I fundamentally don't believe in it, especially if their actions show otherwise, that they yeah. have changed their opinions. J.D. Vance was trailing in the polls in the Senate race for the GOP primary in Ohio. Trump endorses him three weeks. Before J.D. Vance takes it, they call it before nine o'clock. Wow. I mean, and so the Republican Party is turning into the MAGA party and Republicans have a choice to make and they have to make it honestly really quick. How many months till November is May, June, July, August, September, November, six months, six months until the November elections. Those are the general elections. If you're in office right now, you better you better pick a side and you better pick it quick. You're either you're either choosing the Republican Party of the Mitch McConnells and the Lindsey Grahams and all that other kind of stuff, or you're choosing the America First MAGA Republicans, which if you look at everything that happened just yesterday, is coming in like a freaking hurricane to come in and take over. Now, do I believe that Trump is going to win every single race? No, I don't. Do I see a world where they win 94, 95% of the races? Yes, I do. I think that's very possible. I think people are so ready for a change right now. If, if you look at what the 22 midterm or 22 primary results were 22 and Oh, And the rest of the primaries, I believe, are done by the end of August. So every state's got different primaries. South Carolina's in in June, so it's coming up here soon. Um, And then I want to say the governor's race, like Carrie Carrie Lake in Arizona, is in August or something for the primary. And then the general is in November. Um, If the primaries keep, keep going the way that they're currently going, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be something, something that's never been seen before, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, there's still a lot of time for a COVID outbreak. There's still a lot of time to shut the internets down and, you know, restrict everybody from talking. That's another thing that's been super interesting is how little reach every pro-life person has had on social media the past two days. You know, you would think that when I talked about the Roe v. could be, Six months ago, when they were opening arguments in the Supreme Court, I talked about it on the internet and it just went everywhere, 
right? Everywhere. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was surging. Now that it looks like Roe v. Wade might get overturned, of course, all the conservatives are talking about it. And if you actively follow the conservatives, you may see it. But look at their engagements of stuff, like things that you would think would have hundreds of thousands of likes like and shares. Those are things that are going to be shared and like the views are going to be up. It's, it's not there. It is active suppression against this from reaching the masses. And you need to pay attention. Uh, that's it. We're in for a fight for the next two three months, guys, for sure. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Everybody, Zach is back again. It's good to be back. And thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to share this podcast. Do it. Uh, share it on your socials, your cell phone, etc. Tell a friend. It helps us in the polls. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you all again next time. <laughs>